You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Oh my god. We are here live at the Sunset Strip Laugh Factory uh, with fucking Mark Saratella and Bill fucking Dawes. How are you motherfuckers doing? Good. Yo, what a fucking game. Really? I love that fucking game. I loved that fucking game. But there game. wasn't even the moment where the Warriors came back. I know. I'll tell you why I love this game. After that game, after we listened to this kid commandeer uh, an intercom at the airport and let out the most impressive fucking no. ripier of all time. Are you ready? Yeah. Here's a kid. Bear, he's the bare ass. He's on his back. He's got his legs up in the air, uh-huh. and he's got the intercom mic at the airport. <laughs> Do you hear that? A long and a wet one too. Yeah, that microphone is scrubbed down. What a kid! <laughs> Uh, I think that kid's future president of the United States. I'll tell you why I love that fucking thing because it was just Steph Curry against the world. That was beautiful to watch. The fart was no the oh, fart okay. too. Okay, it was that. That was kind of That's indicative the name of the Steph fart. Curry Steph last, <laughs> last, last night. You know what I mean? Long range, deep and wet. <laughs> I would rather hang out with Muhammad Atta than that guy at an airport. <laughs> oh, dude! Nice nine eleven terrorist reference drop. <laughs> you know, way to name the actual bombers. Nicely done, nine eleven report. That Good was the, one of the bombers. Good to know. That Good job, Muhammad Atta. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, love, uh, I love how you pronounce it perfectly, Sean. What a coincidence! What are you trying to fucking yeah. anyway, say? Go ahead. What the fuck are you trying to say, Bill Doss? <laughs> he put a little sauce on. I'm sorry, I have a little fucking culture. I love how you go to your your little accent. Oh uh, yeah, you know Muhammad Atta. <laughs> you know I can't do an Indian accent. <laughs> Like, I can't do an Indian accent. You really? I got a thing for a voiceover to send in an Indian accent. She fucking laughed at me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's a mental block. You can push through you that. Can do, I can't you do it, dude. All you got to do is do the tongue in the back of the throat. Yeah, like but that. it feels too minstrelly to me. <laughs> it feels way too fucking minstrelly to me. You know what I mean? It's but that's why they're going to cast you in commercial to be a minstrel Indian. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. That's oh, like, you want to be an Indian with I want integrity? To be, uh, I want to be Johnny. It's a fucking commercial. You're <laughs> slinging beers for drunks. A lot of Indians with integrity down at the unemployment office. I, at the center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, the reason I love that game is because it was like a very David and Goliath feel, which is different for the Warriors. You know what I mean? And the fact that there was really no offense on the team other than Steph, and he was literally shooting like every time it was amazing to me like that first quarter was the most fun i had watching basketball yeah. maybe all fucking years since old yeah. depot got hurt you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like i think i think fuck lebron in space jam 2 i think steph curry is much more of a type of profile that would make that whole fantastical element work cuz this guy's doing fucking space jam in real life i mean that first quarter just splashing off a of, you know yeah. screen slight daylight it was when amazing when i watch steph curry when i like when you were your kid and you're playing in like your driveway and stuff yeah. and you do this like oh there's one second and you like throw <laughs> fall backwards in the trash can when you throw the yeah. ball and it yeah. goes in and you like i feel like every shot is a shot that a kid made in his driveway. Oh yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. Well, have you ever watched youth basketball? Do you ever find yourself pulling up at a Christian church just watching five or six year olds play basketball? I know you do, Sean. <laughs> you're still you're within you're allowed within 500 feet of a, of a school now. Well, no longer after since I was uh, I was a youth I was a YMCA uh, basketball scout. 
So I'd offer a scouting Why report. Wait, were you really? Five to six years. He appointed himself. Oh. That's not an actual thing. <laughs> no, no, he's from Indiana. Like... It sounds like something that would happen in Indiana. <laughs> no, but it's like if you ever, uh, like, I remember just, you know, when my brother was young, I would go watch him play. And there was always one kid who's just better than everybody else. Like, everybody else was still figuring out their, like, hand-eye control, and this kid was already fucking, like, Damian Lillard. He's just better than everybody, pulling up everywhere. And that reminds me of Steph. You know, it's just like he's playing with people who aren't quite on his level. And, you know, when people... When Andre Iguodala said Steph is the second-best player of all time, people just kind of assumed he was standing for Steph, you know, because he's his teammate. But I really think there's a lot of validation to Steph being underrated in the hierarchy of things. The How fact is he underrated? My God. Well, I, people think KD's better than him, for one. You know, he's not even considered the well, best player on his own they're team. They're going to lose the finals because KD's out. No, I think I think they'll be fine. I think if Clay comes back, they'll be okay, you know? I'll, I'll make a deal. I'll man. make a bet. Let's make, make a bet, bet right now on, on, on live. Hi, that was a Queen of England shake right yeah, there. Yeah, that was a very Queen of England shake. 100 bucks. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I think uh, I think Steph is perhaps the most underrated fucking player that we have in the game today. And even even in a loss, he probably needed to get fifty seven for them. What to was win. his percentage? How many did he make? I don't know. He had thirty seven points on forty seven points. Forty seven right? points on a decent percentage shooting, but they just had no other offense whatsoever. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know. I think we'll see what happens. It's very interesting. What do you think, Mike? You think Warriors are out of it now? No, I, well, it's it, we have this tendency to be like whoever won last night. You feel like is going to win the series in these finals. That's true. Everything feels like it's on the line. Well, it's isn't that life recency. in general? You yeah. know what I mean? That's ESP. I hate fucking I NFL coverage. And week five, whatever team. Oh my God, they're going to win the Super the Bowl. Patriots week are five. out. The Patriots yeah, are yeah, going to recover. From Tom Brady team. has. I remember when they lost. He's over. Season. Yeah, Tom Brady's fucking over. Right. If you made me bet the entire seventeen hundred dollars that yeah. I'm worth, I would put it on the Toronto Raptors because also. Thompson's out. He's with a, or Katie's out, and Thompson has a very hurt hamstring. Whether you, yes, yeah. hamstrings are a tough one. And Absolutely. by the way, the Drake curse, we got to keep that into account, though. The Drake curse. Yeah. Do you think that's real? I mean, do you believe it's 100% in hundred percent Scientology? Proved, <laughs> proven, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Anthony Joshua and David Ruiz Jr. Uh, speaking of the Drake curse, so Anthony Joshua, who I consider the best heavyweight fighter, better than DeAndre uh, Wilder and Tyson Fury, lost to fat-ass tubby boy. Uh, gut Badly. Gut-ass boy, David Ruiz, knocked down four fucking times. And I'm like watching this, and I'm like thinking, why? What is wrong with Anthony Joshua here? And I realized this motherfucker has no chin. You know, it's been a while since I see somebody have a fucking glass yeah. jaw. But the reason Anthony Anthony Joshua is the most talented heavyweight, but you got to be able to take a fucking punch. It doesn't exist I in think a fucking Wilder vacuum. Is. Motherfucker can't take a punch. But he also posts on Instagram a picture of him with Drake saying, "I'm going to break the curse." Yeah, you're right. And if you lose no. that battle after saying, yeah. "I'm going to break to the Drake curse," boy. The Drake curse, explain to him what the Drake curse is. A lot of people Basi don't know. Basically, what the Drake curse is, it's like the new version of the Madden curse, wherein in the past, people on the cover of Madden, something catastrophic would happen. Now, if Drake supports you in the night before a big game or, or a fight or something like that, uh, inevitably, that team will ultimately lose. Like he did that with Conor McGregor. He did it with, with everybody. There's probably like seven documented yeah, this, cases. Yeah, seven Tommy, exactly, if yeah. you can pull up some Drake curse cases, that'd be great. This, but, uh, this Pillsbury Cholo is very skilled. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very skilled puncher. Like you, When you watch the things, like he just knew when to throw a punch around his yeah. punch. It's, you know, it's something, obviously, I don't know a ton about boxing, but they're just talking about his counter-punching. And that, that was he was a very calculated, very yeah. He was like a surgeon with his hands. He's like got he that a little fighting fat boy agility. You know what I mean? He's got yeah. that fat boy. Agility. He just knew when to throw the the perfect timing on these punches. He just yeah. was, he probably takes salsa dancing. By the but way, no it's 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 uh, it's 
body positive boy agility. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he reminded me. Remember Mike Tyson, the first guy that you fought? Was his name like Glass Jaw Joe or something? (laughs) Yeah. Like seriously, you'd lay one glove on motherfucking Anthony Joshua. But it's really kind of sad for the heavyweight division, you know? Because but it's the heavyweight division right now. Like I'm really looking forward to these next fights. Well, Tyson Fury yeah. shouldn't be even like in the upper he, echelon. He's got to fight. If those two fat guys fight, I mean, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it was gonna be DeAndre uh, Deontay Wilder who just had the maybe the best knockout I've seen since Prime Tyson era. That, he that tried to kill him with that punch. Great, dude. He almost, bro. He, he could have killed him. The uh, but when but was he's unskilled time? as a boxer. A boxer. He's awkward. But I mean, if Joshua can't take. But is a he punch. awkward on purpose, like um, Roy Jones Jr.? Oh you know, no, 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 no! He's you, like awkward on on accident, like Jermaine Taylor. Like he just started uh, learning boxing. Seven. When years was ago. the last time you knew four heavyweights' names? Oh my God! Yeah, since Tyson, maybe Tyson, just because yeah, exactly. the last three that he. So knocked these four out. guys are fun. I've three. been kind of fun watching it on yeah. YouTube. I can name you three. I'm thinking about the fourth. I can't give you a fourth. Anthony right Joshua. Now. Joshua Wilder Fury. Who's Pillsbury your fourth? Cholo? Pillsbury Cholo. Oh, David Weiss. Yeah, that's yeah. three. Who's your fourth? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that is yeah. four. I can't do fucking yeah. math. See, don't believe in all stereotypes. <laughs> Indians don't know how to do fucking no, math. No, Indians shit. can spell. Yeah, we can spell. Right. As in there was eight, an eight-way tie for the Spelling Bee Championship this past yeah. week or two. Really? And seven of them were fucking Indians. And it really made me question what I did with my elementary school education. I should have taken that it's a lot It's because your last names are serious. so hard to spell. It's like a natural. <laughs> see what I'm saying? You start at that yeah. and then work up from there. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. There's like a lot of those uh, South Indian or uh, East Indian names have a lot of consonants. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. There'll be like 12 I, yeah. consonants and three fucking vowels, you know? I yeah. lived with a girl for two years. I could not spell her last name. Oh, with an Indian girl? Yeah. How dare you Were you a roommate or were you having a sex with her? beautiful brown woman and you corrupted her, Mark yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, you took a beautiful brown woman. You're such corrupt. a colonizer. Yeah. You're a colonizer. You're a fucking yeah. colonizer, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You know? That, it, curry's still my You didn't know this about me? Curry's my favorite food no. because of her. I'm going to call you Lord Batten. For Let me ask you a question. Yeah. And I know this is a little off topic, yeah. but... Doesn't curry make the vajayjay smell different? It does a little bit. I've heard that. That's but it wasn't true. bad. You can it Google it. That's yeah. You guys are yeah. just making this No, 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 no. We're yeah, not being yeah, racist yeah, here. Yeah. Maybe he is. Uh, and your Me? heavy diet of beef and fucking chili and all rank-ass shit that smells like B.O. doesn't do shit. I didn't you. say it was worse. He said the word different. Yeah. Everything yeah. gives you whoa, a fucking whoa, whoa. smell unless it's like fucking honeydew. Curry is more pervasive than cauliflower, right. which is a colonizer food But it's not more pervasive than fucking beef Wellington or McDonald's fucking You think I go to beef Wellington? What do you eat? What do you eat? What, what was your I'm meal? Vegan, you I'm vegan, bro. Yeah, vegan shit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I think I think uh, if Clay comes back, they'll be fine. I I picked uh, I picked the uh, fucking Warriors in six. Here's here's Draymond talking about. Uh, so, that, so Warriors have to win all their next games. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. They have to win the next three games. Here's here's Draymond talking about uh, their chances. You know, but no one you know no one cared that guys are hurt. No, that's a clip from the Everybody wire. I want to see us lose. <laughs> so. I'm sure people are happy to hurt. Tommy, can you get we the clips up? These are very quiet. Yeah. Win the next game. Go back to Toronto. Win game five. Come back to Oracle. Win game six. And then celebrate. Wow, man. That was really intense logic there. Here. How did he figure that out? <laughs> you know, no he did one, it with his know, fucking no Indian about. math skills is how he fucking did it. I literally heard a broadcaster say, look, all they have to do to win is score more points and stop the other team from scoring points. I heard it. I swear to God, I heard broadcaster say yeah, that one well, time. That's like the John Madden. Yeah, all you got to do to get the first down <laughs> is advance it five yards on third down here. Third and five. Here we go. Yeah. So we'll see. 
Six games. What do you think the chances are, Mark Sartella? No, I mean, if you like, I said if you made me gamble on this, um, Toronto because they're just healthier and they're deeper. They're de- it was a pretty even match to begin with. You could see that the first very first game, and now the Warriors are just hurt. I mean, they're playing guys that we just haven't heard of. I mean, it's how- I love the Warrior randos though. I love those guys like fucking McKinney and Quinn Cook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you haven't Cook seen these okay. guys play all fucking year. Like, Quinn Cook is great. I think he'll be a big part of that team going forward. But yeah, but I mean, not right. You know. The Raptors had like six players in double digits last night, right? They're a very even team. You know what I love? Like you don't even think about Danny Green. All of a sudden he's out there in the three-pointer. Yeah, he set set the NBA record for finals three-pointers in the game, right? How many? What, last night? I think so. Yeah. No, Tommy, fact Tommy, check. Tommy, the, oh, the, really? Get off Bumble, Tommy. The beautiful thing is Jesus. when you ask Tommy to look up things, he never looks them up. So d- did we hear anything about the Drake curse? I did look up <laughs> the Drake curse. Uh, Connor McGregor's coach didn't Connor want anything McGregor. to do with him. I believe Kentucky. Kentucky all the time. And that's he, the thing. Drake also stands. Pr- warmed up with them. Drake stands for like the biggest teams. You know, like like if the Warriors, if the yeah. Raptors weren't in the finals, he'd be like that the Warriors practice, like chumming it up with them and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, the thing I love about this Raptors team is they're like the way teams were constructed from the first Jordan championship to like the decision for LeBron to leave Miami, which was you have your fucking superstar and then maybe you have your secondary star and then you build and construct the roster around that. So like the GMs, you actually had to show skill to build a roster around this remarkable talent that you had to find in the first place. But I think like one of the reasons I hate LeBron so much is I think he ruined the last 10 or 12 years of basketball with that Heatles decision. You know, by moving to to the Heat like that, it kind of started a chain reaction that has ended up with this whole Warriors thing. And it's really ruined basketball. And you see how fun it is now when KD's not in the fucking finals. Like Draymond is saying, oh, people are kind of happy we're hurt i'm not i would never be happy that uh, no, they got they got that's Katie ridiculous and an anomaly with the salary cap because it didn't it doesn't feel the reason people hate on this team so much is that obviously katie left oklahoma to go there but also it was just this one year where the salary cap went up so much and they were predicting it to be two years but it was just yeah. one and so they got this unfair advantage so it feels like an unnatural team and it is it, it is an unnatural it team. feels like but it's not their fault and also with katie if when you leave your team that's already great you only have one choice to make. You go to the best team that can afford you. So he made the right decision going to that team, but then the salary cap didn't go up again. Well, so how no is that the right it. decision? Because everything else, you're just hurting yourself. Everything else is like a self-mutilation. You're like a cutter if you go to from Oklahoma City where you made the conference finals to you know to last year to the New yeah, York Yeah, but it's like Katie also is, is – is, he's like – he hasn't made his own legacy. So you can – I don't know. I would disagree with the assessment as a smart decision. I think it's damaged his legacy, actually, because none of those chips – you talked to – like they did, they did they did a kind of informal poll around the, around the league, and what they found is most players don't actually value KD's championships. They look at them as kind of with an asterisk. That team won 73 games. You lost to them. You lost to them mm-hmm. after being up 3-1 in, in the Western Conference Finals. You know what I mean? So to move like that in a sport as individualistic as basketball, I think is a fucking pussy bitch move. You know what I mean? Well, let me just say this about that, And it would that, be so Sean. much better if he's not on the team next year. But Sean, first of all, people love supergroups, man. They just do. <laughs> Look at the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> people love the Avengers. Right. People love rock bands when they form supergroups. It's just it's like an inherent need in human being to have like all the be- they want to look at a team and be like oh we have our fucking supergroup. Yeah. The so then what happened Jackers. from the era of <laughs> of ninety one? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> ninety one to two thousand seven, where it was uh, a, a centric, uh, star centric approach, where it wasn't like five six guys together. You know, you think basketball was better then? 
I think basketball was more entertaining as a league product then because there was more of a chance of parity. Like I said it once, I've said it a thousand times, the NFL is a better product than the NBA because every market has parity and the ability to win. That does not exist in the NBA right now. Small markets generally don't have a chance as a big market. It's because of this uh, superstar cluster and grouping. And if you look at what's happening in this finals, they're so fucking entertaining because the teams have level and they have parity. If KD was in the finals, we would not be talking about it as much. People would not be talking about it as much because it'd be a foregone conclusion. It's bad for the game when the town is all concentrated in one place. And we don't get to see these these players operate at peak efficiency. Like, we haven't seen this Steph Curry yeah. for like three fucking years. And he has been fucking so much fun to watch, you know? He's mm. better than Hawkeye. Speaking of you know, Avengers, like, <laughs> Steph Curry should be in the Avengers. He should be motherfucking Hawkeye. I agree. I you think know? that'd be better. Right? Oh, I'd like to see the Golden State Warriors sign next year. Who? Don Mattingly. <laughs> <laughs> get him a ring. He doesn't have a ring. Don Mattingly, Jesus, but, okay, Muhammad, the idea that, Buddha. The idea that people all the put shooters. Durant's all those guys with range. championships with an asterisk, that's such a bitchy thing to say. You don't think right. so? You, you know what I mean? You know how hard it is to win a friggin' NBA championship? No, it's I not won that any. hard when you're the <laughs> best player or second best player in the league and you join the best team historically regular season. I mean, I think that's ridiculous. I don't even know why you guys it's are like It's like discounting it. like the, the hard work they did. What defending that shit for? It's like you're discounting the, the, the fact but that they But they would have won it without him. Huh? They would have won it without it. Without KD? Yeah. No way. They would have had that $22 million to fill out the rest of the roster. They absolutely would have won without him. They would have had different players there. There would have been more. It's more hard just to persevere. You, you wanted to restart yeah. this podcast at one point. Yeah. <laughs> this, this team persevered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, breaking the fourth wall there, Mark Saratella. You're just like fucking <laughs> Deadpool. Good job, buddy. Um, ba 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 Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but... Uh, some interesting Kawhi news. You know, I think Kawhi is so fucking interesting to me. He has that um, Alex Hanold thing. If you don't know who Alex Hanold is, Bill, tell him who Alex Hanold is. He's a rock climber with Asperger's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really, and I don't mean Do you that. think Leonard had Asperger's? I think he's got something going on. All right, look at this. <laughs> Mark, I want you to give a uh, a uh, play-by-play of what you're about to see right now. This is Kawhi pre-game uh, with his teammates, as told to you by Mark Saratella. Just describe what you're seeing like you're okay. an NBA courtside Just, reporter. Okay. All right, here you go. So this is Kawhi pregame with his with his teammates. What do you see? See Kawhi just simply not interacting, pointing towards where the court is. His more teammate of, more literally of, holds out his hand for a bump for a good 12 seconds. Kawhi looks right at it wow. and then points the other direction oh, towards the fucking court. I, I saw this thing. What are they doing? I thought they were just yeah, reporting yeah, yeah. on how thin The guy he wants a fist side. bump? Yeah, he's literally sitting there with his fist bump out, like in front of Kawhi's face, face to face, closer than Mark and I right now. Yeah. Kawhi looks at it, stares at it for four seconds, and points in the other direction and starts walking. But this is the thing. You know when you play sports, especially basketball, yeah. when you're angry, you play better. So he's like, I'm going to piss him off a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you you was, want some attention Was that an opposing me? player? No, no, it was his teammate. His own teammate. He put his fist out, but he goes, you know what? I'll give you a fist bump when you score. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, these guys, these guys have certain things, these championship teams. I mean, like, you just, he did that to piss him off. That's for sure. I'm a little pissed you off. You think so? I don't think, I don't even think Kawhi realizes or cares. Apparently this goes, No, I think he's just he like, might be fist from bump outer, me when we score. He could be from outer space, man. He could be like on know. the other side of the Space Jam uh, team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kawhi would be on the other, on the other team. 
But apparently this goes back to uh, college. Like, uh, like uh, they got a, somebody went back and they talked to a bunch of um, God. People have time on their hands. <laughs> they do. It's called it's called sports journalists. As Bobby Knight said, uh, a job that's one step above prostitution. But um, so this guy went back to to Kauai, San Diego State uh, uh, playing days. He interviewed a bunch of his teammates, and when he found out, it's Kauai uh, barely talked to them at all. And this comes after reports of Kawhi not interacting with the Raptors for the entire season. Like uh, Fred Van Fleet or somebody was talking about it. He said, we didn't even know when this guy was going to play. He was never around the team. You know what I mean? Like He wouldn't they, go to practice? He didn't because they had the, – the, there's this whole thing with the Raptors. Uh, they had this load management guru who uh, apparently – uh, has been central to Kawhi's success in the postseason because yeah. he set a strategy of resting Kawhi during the regular season to such a point, like, his teammates didn't know when they were going to play and shit. And he would never communicate with them. Like, Fred Van Vliet or whoever it was, maybe it was the other guard, Norman Powell, like, it was at a certain point, was like, oh, I figured if Kawhi wasn't going to be in the starting lineup, I was going to start, but nobody ever told me. So uh, Kawhi doesn't communicate. He doesn't say anything. So he would have to go find Kawhi and be like, are you starting tonight? Are you starting tonight? The and, day of? Really? That's yeah. crazy. And, Is and there a Norman Powell? It got to the point, it got to the point where... Um, it got to the point where they re he was really questioning, you know, what's going on. This guy doesn't have to play. He doesn't have to be at practice. And he goes, now the whole plan is making sense because you can see how much of a load Kawhi is, is carrying in the finals. Definitely. But this guy just doesn't communicate with his teammates and he doesn't get along with them. It's kind of like he that. doesn't get along with them. Like they don't. They, they don't talk. Don't. It's kind of like, did you see draft day with Kevin Costner? Yeah. And, you know, that uh, quarterback is the number one prospect, Bo Callahan. Yeah. But then Costner doesn't want to draft him because none of the teammates came to his birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone's the same. And these guys, like, he, this guy's probably great because he probably likes to just literally shoot a basketball a thousand times alone. So it's just like, yeah. as long as he's Absolutely. not, like, I didn't find that little clip there offensive. This is, this is a, because we're comics, we're so social. We don't understand when someone's antisocial. Like, this guy... He I'm wants to go back to Southern. Yeah, like he wants to go hang out with his mom and his, and his family <laughs> in, in San Diego. I like, actually believe that. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, so they, they talked to his teammates and apparently he would only communicate in like one word phrases. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might also have a gnarly mental illness, but he's also great at basketball. Or, you know, it's, you know, it's who's. But, are there the interviews reason, with him? The are reason, there? yeah, I'm going to play one in a second. But the reason that, you know, you brought up that thousand shots thing and all he cares about is basketball is that's exactly what I see with Alex and Old. And I don't mean that in any type of mental illness way. I just mean in their approach. They're very antisocial people. And literally, Hanold's whole life. Up to a certain point before he met that chick, maybe it was just climb, 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 who climb, climb, climb. Who are you talking climb, about? Climb, he, free climb. Solo, the movie that won Oscar for best documentary. He's yeah, a guy who, he's, who he climbs without oh, ropes. God. He climbed the, the best athlete wall in the world. of El, Yosemite the El Capitan without ropes. First person to do it. Granite. He has Asperger's. I mean, he does. He does. I think he does. I don't know if it's diagnosed, but no, he, they talk about it. In oh, really? Movie. I think so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But Kawhi very much has that same thing where he's very just directed. I think on his sport and that's, yeah, that's yeah. I, God I damn, I wish I had Asperger's. I get so much more shit done. <laughs> you really? Would. I could focus on stuff. <laughs> you really would. Ugh. Yeah, but apparently the three words he would say are bucket, layup, and board. Right. So one of his teammates, the most he talked was on the hard court, which means this guy didn't talk at all, you know, off the court. And Kawhi was not afraid to let you know you weren't going to score on him uh, and he wouldn't get past you. Every time the ball went through the net, he'd just say bucket, bucket. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most people say like, oh, I'm about to get buckets on you. He was just like buckets layup. Just one word. Fast in the driveway. Yeah. Another guy. He'd be like, you're not scoring. You're not doing driver. anything. Definitely he'd be like driver. He'd be like, no, no, no. He just he just move his feet and say no. That was an excellent drive. 
You couldn't score on him. Wapner's nope, nope, on four o'clock. Gotta watch Wapner. If he was grabbing a rebound, he'd say, "Give me that," or "Board man," <laughs> or my favorite, "Board man gets paid." So he's just kidding. <laughs> and this is the coach, Coach Hudson. If I heard it once, I heard it fifty times. Board man, I'm a board man. That's what he said. Absolutely, I'm a board man. Yeah, I'm a board man. Board man gets paid. He spoke in phrases like that. Is he maybe retarded? <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of Norm McDonald on Conan. You know what I mean? When he's got out that chick who's in that movie with uh, yeah. Carrot Top. I want him on the Celtics. You know what I mean? And, the, and he's like, what's the name of this movie? Conan asks him, and Norm McDonald's like, a box office poison. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he starts laughing. And she goes, no, 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 it's chairman of the board. And then Conan goes, yeah, do something with that, you freak. And Norm goes, ah, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> but here is uh, here's Kawhi confirming the story. Um to some fucking report. On social media, but I don't know if you were aware that your catchphrase, the board man gets paid, uh, is going very viral uh, right now. We just wanted to confirm, is that actually something that you said? Uh, I used to say that back when I was in high school and college. Um, you know, just wanting to get to this to this league. Um, just, it's, it's about, you know, working hard, basically. Um, outworking the opponent. You know, rebounds help you win games. Big rebounds, offensive rebounds. Yo, Bill, um, you know how you were team. saying that you were hitting Indica and sh- <laughs> and being to go to sleep? <laughs> Just listen to Kawhi Leonard interviews. You know, I think it'll do the same fucking thing. You know, because after all, I'm a fun guy. Sound like it. <laughs> By the way, I feel like all these NBA players are probably the most fun people. They smoke weed. A hundred percent of them smoke weed. hundred percent of them cheat on their wives. They go and they party nonstop. And they get an oh, the interview. They get an the interview, and they're like, "I like to score baskets and play basketball." And we had a good <laughs> game. And the other team had a good game too. Well, well, you know, speaking of sports wisdom via Kevin Costner, he explains that whole thing in Bull Durham. Remember when Crash played by. Uh, by Tim Robbins, he's giving the interviews and he's just telling way too much of the truth. <laughs> and Kevin Dur- or Kevin Durant, Kevin Costner sits him down. And is like, no, this is what you say. And he's like, but that's boring. And he goes, that's the fucking point. Yeah, it's so boring. You know what I mean? But not boring is Steve motherfucking Kerr. Yeah, he's buddy. Steve Kerr being interviewed by uh, Guillermo, who looks like uh, David Ruiz from uh, Anthony Joshua fame. Here is Steve fucking Kerr. Are you excited for uh, for a threesome? For, for for what? For a threesome? Um, three years in a row? Oh, yeah, three uh, P. Three P. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. But I, I'd be excited for uh, either one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to steal that joke tonight. <laughs> okay, Steve Kerr, who on the 96 Bulls, on the 1996 Bulls, who do you think had the most threesomes on the 96 Bulls? Win, place, and show. Here are some 96 Bulls, uh, 98 Bulls. Uh, roster. You have Jordan Pippen, Judd Bushler, Luke Longley, Rusty LaRue, Tony Kukoc, Ron Harper, Dennis Rodman, or Dickie Simpson. Win, place, or show. The most threesomes the most, on the 98 so Chicago Bulls. So Go. obvious, the, the most. Win, place, I'm, and show. I'm going, I'm going to, I know who the most is, but you guys start. Well, what's, Who had it's, the most threesomes? Yes. On the 98 Bulls. Th- that answer's so Steve obvious. Kerr. Let Bill go first. Bill, Steve go. Kerr, Number Pippen, one, Jordan, Pippen, for sure, dude. Pippen, for sure. Why Pippen has Pippen? 23 children from different women. No. Scotty Pippen has 23 children? Just to match Jordan's number? <laughs> <laughs> that may not be true, but he has something like... Tommy's f- still on Bumble, but he has literally, I think, two dozen women 
Uh, well, we two dozen it. different uh, uh, kids from women, and the NBA just pays for all their child support because they're like, all right, you're you're pippin'. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He has at least Conspiracy they do. They, uh, they pay his child support. He has at least eight kids that I see here: Scotty Pippen Jr., Sophia Pippen, Sierra Pippen, Preston Pippen, Justin Pippen, Antron Pippen. Uh, Tyler Robinson. That's from Pippen, his marriage. Though. Taylor Pippen and Marin Pippen from The Lord of the Rings. But he has a bunch of illegitimate kids. <laughs> uh, these are, oh, you're so, I'm thinking it's Dennis Rodman because his bored man gets laid. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I think, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, so your win is, is, is Pippen. Who's your place? Oh, your wait, show? you know what? Maybe Dennis Rodman because I think Dennis Rodman would do the guy, guy, yeah, girl, absolutely. and girl, I didn't girl, say guy. which threesome. I didn't yeah. say which threesome. Okay, so I go Dennis Rodman, then Pippen, and after Pippen, I would go with Horatio Alger. <laughs> Horatio Did he Alger. Play? I'm the team. Okay, anyway. Horatio uh, Alger. I would go with. I would go with like the naked the, the, dick. No, I'd go ragged with, dick, babe. I'd go with like the ninja white guy who like like Luke Longley or something like that yeah. who you'd never think yeah. would do it, but yeah, he was yeah, crushing. Yeah. Also, three of these guys could have just been fucking each other on the road. Which three? That, that could be. On. So who are those? I think we know these two. These guys we haven't heard of. Dickie Simpson. Okay. <laughs> My favorite one of those is Rusty Larue. Rusty, like Rusty oh, Larue. Man, Rusty Larue. That's either Rusty a trombone porn guy or like Gambit's real name from the X Men. You know what I mean? But oh, I, and Freddie Mercury here. Yeah, yeah. I would go win. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I know he could. I know he could hoop. <laughs> I would go win place a show. I would go Rodman. Place I would go Ku coach Croatia baby no, Eastern dude. Central European oh definitely and I would go how many how many threesomes can you have people? when you rape you know what I mean it really <laughs> limits the numbers <laughs> and it's, I would go European. show I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Pip I'm gonna go Pip on show do you, you know I have a, a Michael Jordan story have I ever told you yeah no tell me so you know I just go to Chapel Hill mm-hmm. and then obviously that's where he went. Yeah. So my first night there, I get there. I don't know. I'm 19 years old. I know no one. I sleep the first night in my car because the dorms aren't open yet. Then the next day, I move into my dorm, and I go, okay, I'm going to go out at night. I don't smoke cigarettes, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll buy a pack of cigarettes. That way people have to talk to me. I mean, this is just sad. Sad. I still do that, Mark. Don't worry. <laughs> See, really? That's funny. <laughs> so I show up at this bar uh, called He's Not Here, which is a famous outside bar at Chapel Hill. I get, I get there to the bar. Michael Jordan is there. So he was, there. he was they there. They said he's not there. He, no, he's, yeah, he's at the bar. Oh, right, yeah. you're right about that. He's behind the bar. He is bartending. Shut the he's fuck up. He's buying. Pe- he, no one paid for drinks all night. That's amazing. And then all night long, he was just he, there was like girls dancing on the bar. He had them dancing on him. And I thought, wow, this is what it's like to go to school here. I was, this will be every day. <laughs> no. Never saw him again. Yeah, yeah. Never. I, I, but that's it was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. But apparently, apparently, Jordan is very magnanimous like that. Like he'll if he goes to a pool hall, he'll play four simultaneous games of pool. He's yeah. all with everybody. And yeah. He's he's crazy competitive. That I have a Mark Cuban story from IU. He went to Indiana University. We had a we had this uh, a house of our friends or high. High school friends, you know, they were also there for the the summer. And it was between our sophomore, junior year of college, and uh, and so the one weekend that I, I leave, that I'm not there, I go back up to see my folks from Bloomington. Uh, I get a call from my buddies. They're like, "Dude, you want to believe it? We went to Stephanie's house, and Mark Cuban was just passed out, face oh <laughs> first on the fucking floor." So apparently, on the what? On the floor. <laughs> so apparently, he met one of our uh, f- acquaintances named Kathleen. You know what I mean? And he was trying to like, uh, 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 like whatever. So he's buying her drinks all night, da 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 da, and uh, and they come back to the house, right? 
And uh, he's in the fucking living room and, you know, Kathleen is there or whatever. And he's like starting to pass out. And my friend Stephanie, who's like the sweetest, she talks like a little seven year old girl. She goes, oh, there's an old creepy man in our living room. And it's like Mark fucking Cuban. And, and you my, saw him? And my no, my buddies walk oh. in and like an hour or two later, he's passed out like face first. How long ago was this? When I was in college. Like, oh, 2006. You know what I mean? So I was like, why the fuck? You should have taken fucking Cuban's wallet, baby. You Drawing a dick on bill, his face or something. something. Come on. Well, that would be totally different now because that was like pre. That was like we had Facebook, but it was like not, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't like whatever the fuck it was. But uh, the most baby mamas in the league, Dwight Howard, eight kids to eight baby mamas. Uh, who else? Stefan Marbury has four. Uh, That's why Dwight Howard never reaches potential. Yeah. Who else? Sean Kemp has seven to 11 kids. The number of baby mamas unknown. Is this on Breitbart? This is on the sports. <laughs> the, a white guy makes the list. Juwan Howard has six kids. What a white, white guy? guy makes okay. the list. Scott fucking Skiles. Wow. Former Orlando Magic coach and player. Something real ball guys was real perverts. Six like fucking kids with four baby monos. Way to you know wow. fucking break the stereotypes. He Scott just wanted Skiles. to break that starting lineup, and he knew how to how to earn respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the '98 Bulls were kind of fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, so coach Johnny Buck, he was an assistant coach. He came out talking about, uh, the relationship between Scotty and Michael. And he said, Scott, this is, this is from Johnny Buck, right? Scotty and Michael used to compete on everything. Jordan used always to claim, uh, Jordan always used to claim his hands were bigger than Scotty's, but they weren't. Scotty was very blessed down below and that killed Michael. Uh, Johnny Buck said, you should have seen the girls Pippin had waiting for him everywhere we went. Madonna used to pick him up in a limo with a hot tub every time we went to L.A. Michael used to tell Madonna he could satisfy her better in bed, to which Madonna would tell him not a chance. You know? Wow. Yeah, because I guess Scottie Pippen has the biggest dick in the history of the NBA. So here's the which guy, is saying a lot. Here's a guy on... <laughs> On Reddit, who, uh, who 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 secretly filmed the Cavs Bulls game in '95 and was able to get in the locker room, right? So he says, "So Scottie Pippen's penis is two feet long." I told you, uh, Scottie Pippen's oh. penis is two feet long. This is one of the stories I thought about a while back and just made me laugh. In '95, when I was in the locker room with the Bulls, Scottie was late coming out of the showers and came out with just a towel around his waist. I was there with the rest of the reporters, including a woman, and I remember how unfair I thought that was that they had to put up with that. But anyway, he sat down, put his socks on, and his head peeked out of the bottom of his towel. At which point, myself and the woman reporter immediately turned around trying to act like we didn't see what we just saw. It then dawned on me as I looked down at my own distance from my cross to my knee that what I just witnessed belonged in a fucking museum and Mr. Pippen is a foot taller than me. So when he finally got dressed and we were interviewing him, I kept staring at the length from his waist to his knee in utter shock. It had to be over three feet and his monster peaked out about two or three inches from his knee sitting down. So you do the math. <laughs> okay, first of, all, first of all, first of all, who who wrote this? <laughs> this guy's an idiot. <laughs> Why is this? No guy? one has a three foot dick, dum dum. Apparently, Scotty's dick is no. It's less no one than has three a three feet. foot femur too. Yeah, yeah. Really a meter long. Guys, it was two inches less than three feet. So you do the math. <laughs> I don't know. Scotty has a legendary penis. Okay, man. but if your dick is. 13 inches is legendary. It does, it's not two feet. Bill, why are you so insecure? I'm, sensing, I'm not, I'm, I'm not insecure. Sensing, my dick is fine. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of I've been told my dick is Bill cute. My, I've been told my dick is cute. Like yeah, a hamster. You got that Goldilocks dick. It's just right. Oh, um, your dick isn't too big. It's not so too small. So, Scotty Pippen right. has seven seven baby mamas, right? Yeah, I already said that. Okay, you did? Okay. Yeah. Let's make his new nickname <laughs> Just the Tip in Pippen. Oh, yeah. Just the Tip in Pippen. 
That's all you could take, probably, right? Right. There's actually two players on this team that slept with Madonna. Do you want to guess the other one? Rodman. Rodman. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. not Dickie Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this uh, Letterman interview in 94 with Madonna when he's just giving her shit for fucking so many NBA players. Here's Madonna on Letterman. Where's your interest in basketball? That microphone is really long. <laughs> Speaking of the NBA. <clears throat> Whoa. I'm sorry. I always go there and really I don't care. I mean. <laughs> so now let's talk about your interest in the NBA. You go to a lot of games. You were, you were friends with Charles Barkley. I wouldn't go that far. Were, you weren't friends with Charles Barkley? I don't think he understands the meaning of friendship. Oh, really? He mm -hmm. seems like he might be a hothead, that guy. God, she's beautiful mm. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did you know him wow. at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> did, it, did it hurt when you had that thing put in your nose? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me if it hurt something else, but wow. I thought you were going to continue the Charles Barkley line of questioning. Wow. Dude, I think you could put together an all-time five out of the... NBA players, McDonald's. Absolutely. Fucked. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? They'd at least have yeah. their numbers in the Raptors for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad three to start out with. That's prime. She was getting them a prime to yeah. Barkley, Pippen, Rodman. Good for her. That's dude. a good She's fucking core right, right there. there don't man. you want to know? Don't you want to know of the three who gave her the best D? Of the uh, three it was who Pippen. Who, it was Pippen? It was I'm not Pippen. saying the biggest, but who gave her the best D? Well, apparently, like, Madonna loved Pippen so much, she would, like, go to him wherever, and she wouldn't fuck Jordan Scottie because Pippen she loved fucking Pippen. Scotty Pippen is smooth, too. Like, he dresses smooth. He, and he, you know, you, he's, yeah. he's just a— I He guess, looks like melted candle. He does, but he's got a smooth— And he has a really deep voice. Deep voice. You know there's, there's a— Even as a guy, that's a guy that girls would like. I think, I think Madonna liked fucking Pippen, but I think she was in love with Rodman. This is, you know, Rodman— uh, this Rodman said Madonna. She wanted to get pregnant really bad. He wrote in bad as I want to be. She would send me faxes that said, I really want to be with you. I miss you. Regular stuff like that. But then there were others that said things like, I want every drop of your cum inside of me. I won't let it go because I want to have your baby. She wanted so bad. So bad it was hard to believe. I think she wanted every bit of Dennis Rodman. Can you imagine well, faxing some ass? <laughs> Do you know what I'm but also, like, I can imagine Trump saying patience. that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, Totally. But the amount of patience. I want to give you, you all wait. my cum. She yes. wanted it bad, so bad. It was hard to believe. I think she wanted every bit believe of it. Believe me, believe me, my cum is the best cum. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? I'm just—I forgot that faxing was a technology. I've had oh, I've, faxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dirty faxing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scotty would have to take five faxes to send over his dick. His, yeah, totally. his dick fax. I think every you single know? girl I ever been with is like, "Hey, how can I remove all the cum out of my body that you?" <laughs> Do not get pregnant. <laughs> they get an abortion before you guys sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but apparently, so the white guys don't um, feel left out. Pete Rose was on Mike Francesca, and he was talking about how big Joe DiMaggio's dick was. You know what I mean? Uh, well, he got Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said he saw Joe Schlong, a wiener so big, he still remembers it to this fucking day. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. But locker room dick is a weird thing to me. Is that necessary, locker room dick? Do you have to get naked in the locker room? I never once in my high school or college career ever got naked in a fucking locker room. You know I played for a mostly black football team. No. I remember I did. Oh, you played for the Titans, you didn't a, you? Did you, you mean a football team? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in high school, right? Okay. Yeah. So where there were white people still playing. But, um, but like, I was one of two white people. And a quarter, our quarterback was six feet tall, 135 pounds. Yeah. I swear to God, 35 pounds was dick. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> and he, he would just like, he would, he would just walk around. And, and I remember, and like, That's I was also so in high school, super insecure. I don't think I'd gone through puberty yet. Right. And I'm just, it's like, it's like falling off. You can't not look at it. Your head's just like, uh. But I mean, were there guys who didn't shower in the locker room or everyone Yeah, showered? me. Yeah, you didn't. I never did. Guys would do it. And even like fucking seventh grade, I thought it was the weirdest fucking thing. I agree. I think it's weird. Go I home think it's and weird shower. Shit. Like and I haven't heard of the stories about Penn State. I wasn't going to get involved with that. You know what I mean? I'm like an exotic delicacy. Can you imagine <laughs> 12 year old brown boy like me in Indiana? No. That's a fucking pederast goddamn dream. You know what I mean? Speaking of what Curry does, never mind. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. But so we had, uh, we also had Obama, uh, talking about the, uh, talking about the, uh, Bulls, oh, oh. the 96 Bulls. Uh, at the Toronto game. Here's what Obama had to say about that. Michael Jordan was playing Gary Payton. And you and I were both there. We were the same. Exactly. And I was, I was, you were I was, in high school. I was actually telling uh, some young people, and I said, Payton uh, was one of those guys who could go to Gary You look at Michael's percentage. He got the points, but he took a lot of He looked more Kobe in terms of. I fucking love that's such a great what do you assessment. say it's 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 like a subtle burn of like everybody else elevation of, of Gary Payton and an elevation of of Michael you know what I mean he so basically what he says the Brock says the last time I was at the finals it was um it was uh Sonics, Sonics. Sonics Bulls and he said Gary Payton could really guard Michael he's one of the few that could guard Michael he still got his points but it took a lot of shots he turned it from Michael into being Kobe-esque you know what I mean? Oh, so, I like that. But that's how good Michael is, that the best defender on Michael can turn him into Kobe Bryant, also considered the second best shooting guard of all <laughs> yeah. fucking time. You know? So very astute. Do you think assessment. if Michael Jordan was playing now, do you think he would dominate in the of same course. way? Oh, my, more. He'd score more points. Really? You, you I don't know who's the best, then would be the best now, because you have more training stuff, more training techniques, more training time. It's like you make it to the top, and they'd make it to the top now. Yeah, but also, like, the 80s and 90s weren't the fucking 40s and 50s where they didn't right. have training and nutrition. They knew about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you Keep in mind, in but, the 70s and shit, people were still playing NBA as not even a full-time job in the 70s. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, but maybe. But, like, you know, like, um, the other thing on that is just the rules were much harder on offenses back when Jordan played, too. You could hand-check back then. They didn't have, you know, um, a lot of the same rules in terms of being able to flow. A lot of the stuff that you see now just wouldn't have been called. But he was also, I felt like, one of the first players to destroy the carrying rule. Caring rule. Like they used mean? to call carrying as a as a foul, where if you pump oh, ball, oh, like yeah. now that's violation, no, not a foul, bill, whatever. A it's no longer a violation because of Jordan. They're oh, like, they don't oh, we call can't. it. They, they don't, don't call, call it. it. They don't call it. Doesn't it. exist anymore. And I think that's Jordan broke it. And people are like, oh, you can do that. Well, you know, and now everyone does it. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jordan motion. Jordan broke the league in a lot of ways. The league wasn't the same for ten or fifteen years after Jordan left because everyone wanted to play like Michael, where the hero ball. But the reason Michael could win at Hero Ball is because that was how they were so efficient. He could score efficiently at that level. So, uh, because he's the greatest of all time, you know, other players can't do that. So we entered this new phase in the NBA after Michael, where you got saw guys like Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter try to play Hero Ball to the same result, and it ended up being really shitty basketball because they weren't Michael Jordan. Basketball was really shit five, seven, you know, ten years after Michael left, and now, now it's finally getting back to the kind of pre-Michael era to where. 
the Celtics and the Lakers were, which was a lot of, of course, they didn't have the three-point shooting, but they had the kind of ball movement and the kind of team chemistry that we're seeing these days. So basketball is really in a beautiful place. And I love watching the Warriors when KD's not on them. When KD's on them, it just, like, takes away all that fucking magic. It just you know slows it down a little bit. There's still a better team with KD. You're not a worse team with the second-best yeah, player in absolutely, basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just not as fun. It's Pleasing not as to the a product. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah, yep, absolutely. And it's, yeah. But I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit around the game last night. You had the Jay-Z and Beyonce incident. The Bay Hive went after. What happened? The Bay Hive. The Bay Hive. This is fun. The Bay Hive went after, um, what's her face? She threw some shade towards <laughs> the chick next to her. Yeah, but that chick next to her was uh, the Warriors owner, Joe Lacobe's wife. Oh, was it really? Ooh. Yeah, this is from uh, Ramona Shelbourne. Just spoke to Nicole Caron, the wife of owners, uh, Joe Lacobe, about the incident with Beyonce last night. Uh, she said she was in tears. She was only trying to get them a drink. A momentary picture was captured where it looked like Beyonce was throwing her shade. And she said she'd been getting death threats on social media all night this morning. She disabled her IG account to make it stop. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) She had no idea anything was wrong until she got home and started checking her her social media. Uh, What else crazy shit happened? She she said said to Jay, she she probably offered by, I guess she offered drinks. And then then uh, Beyonce like rolled her eyes and like, Moved her chair closer to her, so there's like more separation between her and Jay Z. I mean, that's Whoa. fine to me. That, Interesting. I can't. I mean, people are just very serious. Interesting. Right well, you never know what's going on with Jay Z and fucking Beyonce. That's like a very real relationship in terms mm-hmm. of like you know unhappiness and like yeah. Insecurity. There's still jealousy and yeah, and he fucking the whole you know Rachel with the good hair shit. But he's supposed to have an enormous. I I know a woman who was with Jay Z. Oh really? He's got a he's got a Scotty Pip. Yeah. This is this is the all dick podcast today. All yeah. talking dick. Uh, Why are men so obsessed with dicks? Like for example, my know. dick. Let me tell you something. It's about. <laughs> no. I don't know what else. You had Drake uh, uh, post a picture of Clay parting shirtless with a bunch of girls. What? Uh, yeah, apparently Drake's or apparently Clay Thompson's girlfriend dumped him after game one because she caught him cheating or some Ooh. shit. So Drake throwing the fucking shade. Dude, he's done that now. Clay, that means Clay. Clay's not going to recover from a, a dumping. <laughs> I don't think Clay gives a shit. He's injured. No, yeah, we're all little bitches deep down. But he, if Drake yeah. is smart, he'll show up. I saw. I saw it somewhere on the internet. Somebody said this. If Drake is smart, he'll show up wearing a Knicks Kevin Durant jersey. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that is fucking great. That's the, good. Trolling. Game one was good. The Del Curry jersey was legit. The Home Alone fucking Kevin McCall was a stretch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Three game three he didn't show up, which is fucking weak. Like Spike Lee. Why did he show there. up? I don't know. I don't know. If don't you know. think about it, even his character in Degrassi High was handicapped. Yeah. The Drake curse. Is that what he's <laughs> I don't know. You got it there. The last one made the connection. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um what else happened? Oh, you had Paul Pierce. Solving one of the great mysteries uh, in finals history. Uh, I, there is too did. much sharing nowadays. I, I, this is one of those things you go, dude, just to have a people like get a viral clip, like, dude, take this one to the grave. And I'm a huge <laughs> Paul Pierce fan in that moment, but it's just like. So what uh, happened? Paul Pierce was notorious for getting like carried off or stretchered off the court and then coming back like Willis Reed, like the big <laughs> hero. But it happened like way too many fucking times, right? Yeah. So one time his teammates carried him in a wheelchair, right? And, this and is the wheelchair night. What the fuck happened? This is the wheelchair night. This is Paul Pierce finally coming clean, no pun intended, on uh, what happened that evening in Boston. God. God. Cal, what up, Paul, Paul here, 11 years ago today, wheelchaired off the floor for reasons he will keep to himself. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Whoa. I just had to go to a bathroom. 
a number one or a number two? I had to go two. to the bathroom. But why did you need a wheelchair to get to the bathroom? It was that I, bad. Was, something went down. I had to go to the bathroom. You were streaking. Okay. Anywho, injuries. You were streaking. He goes, Dukes, enough said. <laughs> That's great. What else did we have? Um, blah, blah, blah. Well, have you ever shot yourself in public? When's the last time you shot yourself in public? Dude, I mean, sometime this week, yeah. I'm sure. What about you, Mark? I bet you were heavy into the drugs probably. When no, I never, no, no, I don't shit myself. It happens me. once or twice a year to everybody. D- what? Really? Yeah, I think so. Once a year, maybe a little. You have sneakage. a curry-based diet. Well, but by, by, <laughs> by shit yourself, do you mean like a little Even bit Even a little of, leakage. You don't have to you go mean streaking? shittage. Oh, a leakage for sure. I'm probably leaking right now. But yeah. in terms of like a full like load is yeah. now in my pants and I have to turtle walk to a bathroom somewhere. <laughs> Oof. It's definitely happened in the past couple of years. The worst I ever did it was in college. I ate a turkey in Manhattan dinner, and they had it was a specialty beer place, and there was eighteen percentage, eighteen percent alcohol beers. And I don't know if you know this, but if you drink like really strong beers, that'll fuck you up like more than fucking anything. Oh yeah, you know like you mean the more alcohol in a product, the more fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, but really, beer sneak up on you because still tastes like regular beer. But you get three or four of those, it's like a lot of sugar too, right? A lot. So I I. I was puking, and as I was puking, I shat myself so thoroughly. Like, I so it, I wasn't even ashamed because I was so drunk, and I felt so good afterwards. Like, I don't think my bowels have been so thoroughly evacuated in my life. Like, I was shitting, and com- or I was puking, complete loss of control, and I was shitting with complete loss of control. Because usually when you're shitting, you know, you have a little bit of sphincter control. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can just let all that go, you will have the best BM of your fucking life, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's why people sit on those little... Those little elevated squatty potties. You get that full, like, okay, yeah, what are you saying? You don't no. get all your shit out of you. No, you know come on. You're you had a good around, shit story, Mark. You know you're walking around with shit in you that's like eight months old. But go ahead. I did once have food poisoning. I was hospitalized and I picked up the nurse. That was like my smoothest moment. Well, you were able to pick up a nurse while you were like shitting <laughs> and puking. Who the fuck are you, Michael Caine and Alfie? <laughs> Sarah Tell has got game. About? Yeah, I do. He's I got know the these ninja random, game, dude. Random stories, you know. <laughs> I was just making her laugh and I got her phone number and. <laughs> <laughs> nice and we went out the next we went out did you shit on her no was that is there i wouldn't be surprised uh, if maybe that was her thing she's like can you shit on me like you did in the hospital <laughs> totally yeah um so a lot of crazy things in game three you also had this incident um kyle lowry getting pushed <gasps> on the side of the court by a this minor. was not that bad this is completely overblown well no i think if you look at it um it, it would be fine if it was a regular person. Everyone but the makes fact, such a big fucking deal out of everything. It's the fact that it's a Warriors owner, I think, makes it a big fucking deal. If a player they want, did this the, they to want a, a fan, lifetime ban for this guy and for him to sell his part of his. If a player did team. this to a fucking fan, they would be Dude, suspended for how long? Why does fucking a fucking pussy? warrior? He barely put. Okay, let's see. I hate your him. opinions today, Mark. You really? Yeah. You, think you, this guy, you support wait, KD signing with the Warriors, and you support an owner. You support an owner pushing pushing players. Okay, so first of all, I don't like your use of the word owner yeah <laughs> this fucking kyle lowry is out of control going in the stands and there is a no, certain thing i can go, just it's see one possession. i can just okay, see just, i can just see the n-word rattling in this guy's fucking head mark as he no. pushes it. mark yes. can you let the white people decide yeah, what yes. happened here <laughs> Come let's see all right here it is kyle lowry talking about it with the video as well um as for that fan there's no place in him for that you know he had no reason to touch me he had no reason to reach over two seats and then say some vulgar language to me which to me, dude, you guys are being very MAGA today. Dude. There's no place for people like that in our in our league, and um, you know, hopefully, he never goes comes back to an NBA game. 
Um, as for that you fan, there's no right person in, for that. You know, he had no reason to touch me. He had no reason to reach I'm over. I'm looking at it right now. And no, then say some vulgar language to me. What, what, just describe to me what he So did. it's just like this. He's coming here. He's falling over, and he pushes him like that, and he's, like, cursing He's him. trying to straighten him up. Oh, God. The guy, yeah, Kyle Lowry went diving for a ball. It was ridiculous. The ball was clearly not, not going to get there. You're went, fucking wrong. If you're the owner of a team, you can't be pushing players. Am I a fucking crazy person? Man, no, How can you crazy. fucking push people if you're a goddamn Oh, now Tommy owner. has an opinion. Ban, ban him. Exactly. Oh, Tommy, you know what? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I ever made. Tommy, Thank you, okay. Tommy. You're so woke, you make me yeah. want to fall asleep. <laughs> what? what He's fucking what, right, though. What would the Godfather do? Would he be bad? Like, how dare you even push me? You're a lifetime ban. He swore as well. So I mean, are these what men? Did he say? You're Why competing he organized him? sports to the Godfather yes. of the 1930s. I just Absolutely. don't see a where. I would, if you're a real man, you go, yeah, I push you. So what unless, do you care? Unless, unless Kyle Lowry puts up in a toll booth and gets shot 37 times, then the owner Just get back on the court and play well, he's been I think it's bitch. I mean, it's like if Ron Artest pushed a fucking fan, are you kidding? He'd be out for fucking Kyle Lowry went barreling into the ownership's stand. He was completely out of he control. He was two people away from him. The guy leans over, says, Fuck you, and pushes his him. hand barely gets on him. Who cares? Wait, wrong. Obviously, the fan wrong. is wrong, kind of wrong, but to, to call he's for a lifetime. He's not a fan. fan, he's not a fan. He's, he's an the owner. owner, yes, and owner. he's the owner of the opposing team. Of the opposing and he, team, he. Uh, Aggressively initiated physical contact about, with Mark? one of the players. Exactly. We look to be outraged by shit. Exactly. This is not, not an out. I know what you're saying. This is not an yeah, outrage. Yeah, I mean, situation. he definitely people, sucks. People getting mad about the word owner in the use of uh, the context of an NBA is an outrage situation. But let me just this say is, this. This is people getting away with every, wild shit. Every this person, is people. Nobody got arrested for the fucking 2008 financial crash. This is that fucking By the way, every every <laughs> single person, every single shit, man you know, over 70 does that to everybody in their way. 100% of them. He's an old fucking dude. They all put. You know how many old people have pushed me out of the way in line at Ralph's and shit like that? No. They're just I've all grumpy assholes. I've by an old person ever oh, at Ralph's or anything. All right. So we will see what happens with them. I think you guys are ridiculous. I mean, you can't be an owner and pushing players. But there is reason to hope in Toronto some NBA rumors have landed. And according to Toronto radio host Michael Landsberg and TheRinger.com, Kawhi Leonard has bought property in Toronto, which is a massive shift from just two weeks ago when it was thought it was a done deal that he was go to the fucking Clippers and shit. So who knows? We just might see Kawhi in the fucking north. Or he's a multimillionaire and can just have several houses all over the world. <laughs> that right. is true, too. That is true, too. There's this new thing in the NBA where, like, uh, they try to, you know, read the tea leaves based on where people buy property, which in LeBron's case, it's been true the last two times. He brought a house in Akron and he ended up moving there and he bought a house in L.A. and he ended up moving here. So who knows? Maybe the will. I think, I think it'd be great if Kawhi you know, stayed up in, in Toronto. For sure, of yeah. course. This is kind of my worst-case finals right now at this point um, because, like, I wanted the Warriors just to sweep them without Kevin Durant. Two things, Kevin Durant leaves the fucking Warriors and Kawhi Leonard leaves why? the fucking why, why does Kevin Durant bug you? Just because of what he represents in terms of trade and, and basketball? No, I just think it was a shitty thing to do. It ruins the league because there's no chance for any other teams to win. When you have a sense of parity, it makes the league much more exciting, like, yeah. the, like the NFL has. So you're know? thinking that Kawhi's going to wind up in Toronto because he bought a house there? Do you guys know that I rented an apartment in NoHo and, was, <laughs> and, it, was, and it was soon banned by the Ha Comedy Club? <laughs> <laughs> you want to read those tea leaves? <laughs> yeah, and then we also have Kyrie Irving in, in the Big Apple on Instagram with more real estate-related uh, rumors. Uh, somebody tweeted out a picture of Kyrie 
uh, looking at apartments or entering an apartment, and the guy who tweeted the picture is a real estate agent mm. in New York. Very wow. interesting. Also, Danny Ainge saying that uh, they have not confirmed or they haven't reached any indications with Kyrie that he would like to return. I will co-sign for his apartment in New York City. You really want there. Kyrie I out. I cannot stand them. Yeah. By the way, can I just say this about why the fact that there is no good Knicks teams anymore? What? Because living in New York, you're doing way too much blow, banging way too many women. Are you saying Kyrie Irving does blow? I I don't know if Kyrie Irving does blow every day. Yeah, because I actually have sources of somebody that I know who has, may or may not have sold an illegal or legal substances to one who may or may not be Kyrie Irving. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I, Jamal Murray. I don't think, first of all, I don't think, I think and Gary Coke Harris should student, be yeah. legal. Yeah, and particularly in sports in the NBA, right. so many of the best games ever were created by great <laughs> coke-headed athletes. Some of the best Sean songs Kemp ever. Sean Kemp was on cocaine for some of those games. You know. Oh, you watch some of these old sports. People are sweating so much back then, like in the seventies. Everyone. Oh yeah, dude. You don't I mean, sweat that the much. entire seventy-seven Pittsburgh Steelers were on fucking cocaine. They were like huffing off fucking you know entire uh, Tony Montana chunks of lines uh, like the day before the Super Bowl. You know Bowl the biggest crazy. coked-up team of all time. Who? San Quentin softball team, nice. <laughs> <laughs> California Penal State champions. <laughs> yeah, but uh, why would Kyrie? Why would you think Kyrie's on drugs? This is uh, his re- latest Instagram post. Quote: "The age of no more secrets is upon us. World peace will be achieved in our lifetime, and we better believe it. Let them have fabricated bullshit. That genuine love and energy spreads all over the world. Kyrie That's Kyrie." Is that Trump or Kyrie? All. That's Kyrie. And that'd that be that'd really? be a good game. Trump or Kyrie? That'd Trump be a good Kyrie. Yeah. That's yeah. a disturbing quote. Yeah, that's like crazy. Because he's like, out of his fucking Adderall. mind, and dude. not because he's saying evil things. That's such a heightened like like crystal meth quote. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Welcome to crystal meth quotes. <laughs> that no, that's that's one of those things you just like. You're <laughs> flying right there. You know. Yeah, but they that's have. That's texting your ex and being like, I hope your mom's doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyone, if anyone who's like a multimillionaire and is famous and says something like "we're all one," they're on so much drugs, That's right? Because you you're not so, all one. Yeah. If we're all one, I want you to give yeah. me one of your debit cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Send me a debit you're card. saying Bob Marley is on drugs, sir? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? But apparently, uh, Kyrie prefers the Nets over the Knicks, actually, which would be interesting to make Good, it as a there. choice, right? I think it's poetic justice for the Boston trade. But you're saying you don't even fucking want his ass. And uh, who else? Anthony Davis. Um, blah, 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 yeah, where's blah. he going? Is he going to join LeBron? Well, here's the thing. Um, so they have a new GM. David Griffin is gone. It's or David Griffin is in. The old GM, Del Demps, is gone. And they are now open to trades with the Los Angeles Lakers. And reportedly, um, of all the packages they could get, they prefer the Lakers package of Ingram, Ball, Kuzma, Josh Hart, plus draft pick. So it looks like there's actually a pretty strong chance that Anthony Davis will be in Los Angeles next nice. fucking year. Basketball is about flow, though. When you put a super team together, it almost never works. The reason it worked yeah. with Golden State is that they were already great. So I don't when you when you put take multiple players from multiple teams, they've learned basketball in a different way, and you, you put them on one team that they didn't all start on. I just I've, I've never seen that work. Yeah, it it there's definitely a um there's definitely a birthing period where there are birth pains. Mm. Like for instance, with the Heatles, they had a really big tough time the first year. Right? You remember yeah. Spolstra coming out saying guys are crying in the locker room <laughs> and stuff, you know. Right. But th- you know, if the Lakers do make that trade, that's not. I mean, LeBron and KD are obviously fantastic, but you need people around them. That's but not Dwayne enough to Wayne. be. Yeah. 
that's not enough to beat, you know. Can I tell you something very important about Anthony Davis? He can never shave between his eyebrows because it's his brand. Yeah, you know unibrow. I mean? He he's can't got it. ever like. What if at some point he's like, "Man, I look like shit. Maybe I should just shave." But he can't do it now because yeah, his whole yeah, yeah. look is attached. Well, to that. he's into it. He doesn't even want to. I think. But what if he's dating a girl who's like, "Come on, dude." He owns that shit. That's his like. He wears shirts that say "Unibrow." That's his fucking. Well, you know, he can't ever yeah. shave. He might book a movie part. Maybe he's gonna have a guest star commercial on Bones or Yo, something. Yo, he could he could be a leader in the Persian film community. <laughs> you know, it could happen very easily. Right. But uh, yeah, those those trademarks are weird to me. Like uh, the Clippers were trying to buy the claw logo from uh, Nike in order to get Kawhi to come there. Oh. You have uh, we were talking about it earlier. Pat Riley trademarking three Pete, you know, um, and making money off that. Then you had Tom Brady, the douche fucking douche trying to uh, trademark Tom Terrific, which is always associated with a great Tom so Seaver, the 1969 Mets. Yeah, he's personally trying to trademark Tom Terrific, which isn't even his nickname. It's Tom fucking Seaver's nickname, like the greatest Met in fucking history, the year that won the fucking whatever. You know what I mean? So is Tom pretty dumb? I mean, I'm just—he's the best quarterback of all time, but is he potentially dumb? He's not the best quarterback of all time. He's probably the worst player in the history of the NFL. Personally, <laughs> if you're asking me, but I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, he could be dumb. He believes in all this like weird voodoo bullshit. But he's 42 and he's playing, so maybe it's right. Um, but like you see the- Aaron Rodgers getting out chugged by his lineman at the Bucks game in the last uh-huh. round, and then they start. It became viral. They started doing it with all the fucking QBs and like bitch Trubisky is downing a fucking beer and like oh Aaron Rodgers is a bitch this and that. So Aaron Rodgers being the insanely competitive asshole that he is, they asked him about it. This is Aaron Rodgers' response. Yeah, I kind of said what I what I said. You know, if you want to go scotch, I, I feel pretty good about it. As far as those other guys, you know, uh, you know, for some of them, there, there's finally a, a talent where they can, you know, they can say they're better than me. At. I love that. There's I finally love that a too. Dramatically, that Aaron Rodgers is the coolest. <laughs> Would you not want to hang out with Aaron Rodgers? There's a lot of weird stuff yeah. around Aaron Rodgers. What? Like it's that Bo Callahan situation from draft day. Like apparently his teammates don't like him at all. Really? Know? Yeah. And some people say that, you know, he keeps beards and, you know, it's really a thing. And that's oh, why that he's, he's so a dingy, 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 dingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Which is he is. He would be yeah. he would be like a hero if he came out and that was the case. He would be like on the Are there any out NFL players right now? How about any any out NBA players? No. Jason Collins um is retired. Out retired. Uh there's no then they had Michael Sam, who um, lasted a season, maybe. He had a really great preseason. I was excited for him. I thought he was going to maybe have a chance to make the league. But the NFL is such a restrictive place. You know what I mean? Like, they won't let – I think Sam may have been good enough to play, to be honest with you. Who knows how the NFL is? Like, like they'll let Chad Kelly on my beloved Indianapolis Colts, who's been arrested every which way but Sunday, like four or five fucking times. They'll sign him. But Kaepernick can't play. No. I mean, it's really, it really is. The ca- it I'm is, not going to get into yeah, the thing, it. Yeah, it is very Republican and racist, it's misogynistic, ridiculous. And homophobic. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Kaepernick doesn't have a job. It's that's fucking crazy. But um, yeah, so we'll see. Other news and notes. Uh, hockey. Zdeno Chara will play with a broken jaw in Game Four, which I believe is tonight. Hockey. Oh, Stanley Cup. People, how many sport. people watch the Stanley Cup? Like twelve. One point eight seven to two point three million in this country. You know. But That's I mean those are low fucking numbers. Yeah, but the NBA That's like a CW rerun. The NBA is probably at two and a half regularly three, you Really? Know? Yeah, yeah. 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 The really for the, the finals? The finals they're probably at a 6 or a 7 for the finals. You know what I mean? Uh, Nothing crazy. Tommy, do we have a life question of the week? Life question of the week. 
An article came out recently, a clickbait title said that the world, because of the climate apocalypse, is going to be ending in 2050. Thank God. How do you feel about <laughs> how do you feel about that and what do you think the steps that the world's going to have to take to stop something like that? Relax. I will say this, uh Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man just announced a new initiative to clean up the world in 10 years. This is real using what? robotics and nanotechnology. I would yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. is Robert now an Downey expert on <laughs> robotics cuz he got in a fucking fake suit. Yo, you you discount those motherfuckers, but I will tell you a story, my dear man. Oh. Sean Penn uh, went down to Haiti. And, oh, Sean Penn did that. He was the single. I was there. He was the single most um, impactful force in Haiti after the earthquake in terms of providing uh, people with shelter and food. You know, he went there. And it's like I was expecting just to try to stay out of the way of people, and there was nobody to stay out of the way of. Wow. So he did a tremendous amount of good. So one person with a deep fucking bankroll in this world can actually fucking achieve a lot. They Definitely. just have to have the willingness to do it. Can I just say, there's yeah. a there's a movie on uh, Always Be My Maybe on Netflix right now, which, yeah. by the way, I got to plug it, although I don't know why. It's great. <laughs> I'm not in it. I just thought it was but there's a line where, and Keanu Reeves is in it, she's like, oh, how dare you do that? Keanu, he's doing so much for the community. Or like people with money do stuff for the community. He goes, look what Leonardo DiCaprio is doing for climate change. And, R- and Randall Park goes, what is he doing for climate change? She's like, he's working on it. <laughs> I think you want to make the world last longer than that. Just make the annual calendar 36 months. <laughs> <laughs> so the ratings for the uh, Stanley Cup final on NBC were a 1.5. Or five five million viewers. Five million viewers. Five, that's pretty good. What does the NBA get? NBA was fourteen. Black people have bigger families. And of course, um, NFL regular season. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Season <laughs> ratings. <laughs> it's been a very MAGA cast today. Uh, season <laughs> ratings. Uh, so a, a regular uh, NFL game people. gets fifteen point eight million. Right. So yeah. a regular season NFL gets more. Than even in NBA Finals, yeah, game, of course, which is because, crazy. Yeah. As far as climate change is concerned, my good man, what can be done about climate change? I think you know, you know, the writer Cormac McCarthy. Yes. Uh, no country for old men. No country for old men. The road. Uh, his whole big thing is uh, he doesn't hang out with other writers. He hangs out at um, some institute in Los Alamos with all like the fucking smart people. You know, all these amazing fucking scientists where they just talk around talking about polymers and we can do in space and all this other fucking shit and what Cormac McCarthy says is what these guys are saying is we're already fucked you know what I mean like we're already past the point of no return in terms of damage mm-hmm. and it's just really nothing that we can do so his whole thing is like basically the road is <laughs> like what's yeah. gonna fucking happen but so in a hundred years from now uh, basically the way that it's gonna be is the hottest month now will not match the coldest month then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the hottest month now, June, will not match the coldest month then, January. Wow, good news for Instagram models. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. And I also like it. That's like you know, that's like the yoga pants theory though. Like the you know how like yoga pants has made girls have just better asses? Yeah. Remember how disappointing to be like that? You just couldn't see the asses before. No, you would take off their clothes and be like, 
yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, but now more women are doing ass work because yoga pants. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll step it up in the warm things that we do. These yeah. are like, our concerns yeah. as our world. Buy enters. boats, buy shorts, and get to the Volatility. beach. I'm, I'm not that scared. I'm not Because I also think there's going to be a technological breakthrough that we haven't seen yet. Maybe called right. fusion. Maybe. We don't know what it is. In the next 10 years, it'll reverse everything. Well, you actually have to adopt that, too. You don't <laughs> see it, any yeah. current financial models where people want to uh, fucking adopt that shit. But it's like there's an asteroid heading to the Earth. And we can say, hey, there's an asteroid heading to the Earth. Hey, it's going to be here in 50 years. And everyone's just sitting on their fucking dick. Because some people are making money from there being no fucking asteroids, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I think I think the thing with climate change, rich people don't fucking care. Like the capitalist class doesn't fucking care about climate change. Because out of all the people, it's gonna affect. It's gonna affect them the least. If there's anybody that's gonna be able to escape climate change, it's gonna be people worth a hundred fucking million dollars building these fucking you know bunkers, these mansions in the fucking ground, and there'll be no fucking problem. They'll be able to live this fucking thing out, and they'll have. You know, SpaceX and Elon Musk can be able to go to space by then. It's going to be all the fucking poor people in the world that are going to be affected by climate change. So I think the reason you don't see any action on climate change is because rich people don't give a fuck because they're going to be able to survive, basically. And they'll have the world. Rich people will have the world. All the poor people will die. They won't be able to have kids. They won't be able to, you know, keep that going forward. They'll be like 35 million people and they'll all be fucking rich and shit, you know? That's my prediction for humanity's future. Mm. On that note, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv next week. (laughs) The Irvine Improv the following week. (laughs) Exactly. People don't realize that. Why would rich people care about climate change? It's actually better for them. Rich people are having secret meetings and they're already planning out life without us. They don't need us. Do you know there's a new funny bone inside a bunker in Nebraska? (laughs) (laughs) Get booked at that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, With robotics, the capitalist class no longer leads. Well, I'm so glad that Robert Downey Jr. is stepping up. Hey, at least he's trying to do fucking something. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. What is he doing, Sean? You want to read the article? Let's do it. Last thing. Before do you know that his suit? Never root against a good thing. Yeah, exactly. What's good with time. these fucking guys? You know what I mean? Just Very don't negative. be. You know, I just hate it, like the people on the Avenger all of a sudden they're, they're leading world politics. <laughs> Donald Trump. Because what's his face? People on fucking. Better the Avengers than the fucking Celebrity Apprentice. That's where we are <laughs> hey, right man. now. Who's that guy? Chris Evans? He's also like. Being all woke he's all the time. He's great. What the fuck is wrong with uh, Captain he's America? Fine. Keep he's Captain fine. Captain America's word. I think they, they start <laughs> thinking that they're actually Captain America. They think that they're their Let superhero. Let it be. We they're need the Captain America. the closest thing we've got, Bill. Yes, Bill. <laughs> I saw a guy from Ant Man eating food out of a trash can <laughs> <laughs> in the park next to my house. That's 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 reusing. Oh. We're all on top of it, basically. Yeah, man. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. launches a coalition to clean up Earth. With robots and AI, uh, Iron Man made medicine in Marvel, but the movie star wants to keep doing things that might be associated with Tony Stark using AI robotics. Speaking at Amazon's Mars conference in Vegas, uh, actor recounted an insight he'd heard from scientists that inspired um, his mission using robots and nanotechnology could clean up the planet significantly in 10 years. He's forming an organization called the Footprint Coalition and is scheduled to launch next year. Uh, we don't know much else about it. Bullshit. Good, man. I'd be pissed if he was doing anything else with that money. Yeah, you know what I'm I mean? with you. Tommy is and me are on the same page today. He has an accountant who's like, hey, you want to get tax write-off and look like a good guy? <laughs> yeah. You want to get a tax write-off and like, be he, a good guy? He created a yes. coalition. People yes. like, hey, can you give us money to do this? He was like, what do you think? Good PR? Japan Here we go. Here's the money. That's right. what it is. He a gave money for, for PR. Way. I don't know. We'll see. But you know, like you think one. he's in there tinkering with a fucking mini? Yes. Nano? Fuck you. He's fucking doing what he can. 
Perfect. He doesn't have tinker skills. He's working Dude, on it. All you need is is <laughs> money and engineers. It's like Steve Jobs didn't do anything. He was just like, yo, you guys do this. And they're like, no, we can't do it. No, find a way to fucking do it. Here's five more million dollars. Just fucking do it. Same you with Henry I mean? Ford. Yeah, and there's a kid who Thomas found Edison, out a way to clean arguably. it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think they're going to have to have carbon farms is, is your answer. Yeah. If, if mankind, you know, if the rest of us survive. They'll have to have floating carbon farms, which capture carbon. Invest and in a farm. Re- redeposit in Earth. I think we got to put a big funnel over the, all the cow shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to end factory farming. We got to do a lot of things here, Tommy. We got to do a lot of things. A lot okay. of work to be done. All right. But we are exactly the crew Maybe to do Maybe we it. could we teach cows to hold in their farts. <laughs> Has anyone that. thought about that? We Maybe we should just put all the cows on awkward first dates, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, <tell> you. <laughs> I like that, Tommy. Uh, nice one. Is Tommy trying out material right now? Is that Uh-oh. Right Whoops. Yeah. Uh-oh. My new closer. No, no it's clearly as material because that joke worked. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hilarious. But, you know, what they're talking about is uh, we have so many factory farms that the methane from cow farts actually actually uh, contribute more to uh, climate change than does car emissions. Yeah, for sure. You know, which is a crazy fucking thing to think about. Methane has three times more impactful than regular CO2. And the reason we're so fucked is even if we implement these carbon farms, sorry, even if we implement these carbon farms, real quick, even if we implement these carbon farms, uh, (laughs) you still have a tremendous amount of melting. And what you have under the ice sheets in the Arctic are giant uh, methane pockets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Giant methane pockets. Again, three times more than CO2. Yeah, like some Wrangler pockets. If those, yeah, if those are released, we're just fucked. We're just fucked. And there's no way we can basically you stop. You know, we should, we should have a heifer That's made it. with a Prius. <laughs> we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> oh, man. We're all going to fucking die. 2050, I'll be dead by then. We're all yes. going to die. Basically, we're all going to die. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> MarksComedy.com. <laughs> <laughs>